This week's episode is sponsored by Reform, a Christ-centered functional health and holistic wellness ministry. Reform redefines health as the state of your body and soul. Reform's mission is to empower the whole person to find well-being in Christ and become the best versions of themselves physically and spiritually. Through their unique faith-based approach, Reform addresses the root causes of disease and creates an environment to heal the whole person. Reform works with private clients, corporate teams, religious communities, and educational institutions worldwide, both in person and online. They offer valuable information, educational resources, and lifelong tools to improve your well-being. We highly recommend their foundational 12-week online class, Reform Online. This class offers education and best practices through their nine wellness pillars. Faith, nutrition, sleep, stress management, functional movement, play, community, personal growth, and space. Through Reform Online, you'll reclaim your health and identity in Christ. We have all taken their classes and are still benefiting from the fruits in our health and daily lives. Reform is for everyone because everyone is made for wholeness and holiness. No matter how far away you may feel from wholeness in body and holiness in spirit, the Divine Physician desires to heal you. We're all invited to experience the fullness of life found in Jesus with our entire being, body and soul. We invite you to learn more about Reform on their website, reformwellness.co, and on Instagram at reform underscore wellness. Reform is offering an exclusive online discount for all of our listeners on their upcoming Lenten Reform online class. Use code ABIDE10 for your exclusive discount through January 31st. We hope you enjoy this episode. Well, hello, dear friends, and welcome to season 12 of the Abiding Together podcast. We are so excited to be back with you for another season. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. And we have people from all over the world on this walk together, and you are most, most welcome. My name is Sister Miriam James, and every week I'm joined by two of my very dearest friends, Michelle Benzinger and Heather Kim, and we speak about what the Lord is doing in our life the movements of the Holy Spirit, what is breaking our hearts, what is healing us, and where the Lord is leading us to deeper relationship with Him. So wherever you find yourself today, wherever that is, you are most welcome. So grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello and welcome to Season 12 of the Abiding Together podcast, our very first episode of the year. And as we always do, we've been on this call like two hours before we even record this episode and just catching up and talking about many things and praying for each one of you. We just prayed for every single one of you who would hear this episode. And without further ado, I just want to say hello and greet my dear friends, Michelle and Heather. Ladies, welcome. Welcome to season Yay! 12. <laughs> We're back. We so are. excited. We are here. <laughs> it's amazing, right? It's been a good break. It's been a long break. It is. But yeah. so happy to be back. Mm-hmm. So good to see your faces. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we've seen each other, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, or the thing. Sister, let's tell the story. Oh, this okay? is the best oh, yes. story. Yes. Tell the story of the last time we saw each other. Okay. So this is absolutely crazy and such a mm-hmm. such a little testimony, like mm-hmm. to Mm-hmm. Just the Lord's love in, in the little way. So I was in Pittsburgh and I was supposed to be flying back to Seattle. And sure enough, like I was going through um, Chicago, my flight got canceled as they do. Am, am I right, sister? Yeah, true. <laughs> as they do we these days, that. flights get canceled all the time. And so there was like a thousand options of how I could get back. So I said to the lady, just put me on the one that's going to get me there the quickest, which was going through Dallas. So I was like, weird that does not work like when you're going to Seattle that was like a a little a whole v you know down <laughs> across country so 
So I get to Dallas. I have like three hours. I'm like, you know, just like wandering around. Maybe I'll get a coffee and maybe I'll sit here for a little while. Just like all these random decisions. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like all these micro decisions, like as I'm like just there and I have nothing to do for three hours. And I'm like, maybe I'll go head over near my gate, like eventually. And so I walk over and I get on, like, I'm going to get on the little train and there's like multiple doors and I'm standing in front of one of the doors and it opens up and who was there but you, sister. (laughs) right there and we looked at each other we're just like like our jaws just dropped and our eyes were open. we're like what are you doing here like I didn't even know you were traveling that day I wasn't supposed to be there yeah. like for us that's a huge airport for us to land mm-hmm. in the same place at the same time and not only that but we had the same amount of time before mm-hmm. our flights boarded so we had time to go like have breakfast and cry over our breakfast tacos mm-hmm. and that's what we always do it yeah. was just so perfect, wasn't it? Well, and I, I, I love the providence of God and was with a Dr. Bob Schutz recently, and he talked about the definition of providence is being God always working out our good in the midst of everything, like God always working for our good. And I was, that wasn't, that wasn't even the terminal that I was supposed to be in. And I had arrived and I, I know I had a really long layover. I don't usually have long layovers. And I just, and I was going up the escalator and I could see the tram was still there. But sometimes I've had to take off running <laughs> to catch the tram, but I'm like, eh, I'm not going to do that. So, and the tram was just still there when I got there, which never happens. So I've just, and I even, you know, waited and I'm just, you know, minding my own business, holding on to the little, you know, handle <laughs> and it stops at the next terminal. And then the doors open and I was just kind of in my own little world and I look up and you get on and I just started crying. I like hugged you and everybody on the tram oh, thought we were probably crazy. And I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Like, what are you? It know, was just so. We just so- kept holding each other. And I, I didn't, I was like, just like in so much shock. It took probably like three minutes. Yes. And then we got off the train and then the tears came because I was like, what the heck, Lord? Like, yeah. and Michelle, you and I had seen each other because I did something in Florida and then spent a few days with you. But. I hadn't seen you, sister. Oh yeah, so we've long. seen each other a couple of times. We brought yeah. kids to school together yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. so we've had but some. It's time. been a while since you've seen sister. It was yeah. a long time, and I had just we were sending voice memos back and forth like the week before, and I was like, I wish you were just here. Sometimes I just need a hug, and you're like, I totally get that. And then there you were in oh. the flesh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's amazing. There you it's go. those moments where you just go, Lord, like only you would do something like this. This was so. There's so many micro decisions that went mm-hmm. into this mm. particular thing happening. And of all people, it was you, you know, mm-hmm. so I just felt so loved by God. The whole flight home, I was that person. Like I'm like watching a movie and then I'd think about it and then I'd start crying <laughs> again. I was just like, Lord, this is too, it was too much. It was too much. Oh. Anyway, it's good to be with you both now. It was truly lovely. Oh, it's so good. And they just texted me this picture of them at breakfast. They're like, look what happened. And I'm like, <laughs> what in the world is going on? You know, but, oh, it's so good though. You know, mm-hmm. our hearts just need communion. Isn't that so true? So it is so good to just to be together. And mm-hmm. we're back. We're back. Here we are mm-hmm. since we've been gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we go. That song's sister. been stuck on our heads the whole time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we want to say, first of all, thank you for joining us. And I know we probably have a lot of new listeners here for the first time. And we want to say thank you also to our listeners. You guys have been amazing. And it's been a much needed break. I think we could all admit it was just really good just to spend time with the Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to work in our hearts. And a lot of things have happened, which you're going to hear about. So we're going to break from a usual departure of having the first episode of a new season be, especially in January, the word of the year. And we're just going to spend this episode sharing with you the mysteries of our lives and union with the rosary. So we're going to share with you joyful, sorrowful, glorious, and luminous mysteries um, that have happened to us in the last seven months. And then next week, we're going to talk about the word of the year. And we just, 
yeah, we, we feel like we owe it to you, right? In, in our own hearts of where we've been and our hearts carrying, you know, your intentions and your, just all listeners that have reached out over this time. And so we're all in this together. So we just wanted to, just wanted to start with that. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll do word of the year next week. Oh, yes, we will. We will be having many, many words of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because I literally am on the edge of the seat, edge of my seat. Like I can't, like we never talk about our word of the year before. So I'm like, come on already. Like, I want to know. I know. We want to hear all the good things. <laughs> I want to know. Yeah. And just to echo there. sister and Heather's just gratitude. Thank you all for, while we did take this break, we really felt like we were being obedient to the Holy Spirit to rest, let the land lie fallow, just get some more nutrients back into the soil. And I think for each of us to go deeper into our own personal journeys, because we want it to be, we want our own personal lives to bear yes. good fruit. And also we can't um, journey with you if we don't know where we're going in a mm-hmm. deeper way. And we feel like we're called to go deeper in this journey of abiding together, but we actually have to go deeper yeah. first, <laughs> like mm-hmm. in our own interior lives and in our own personal lives and all that. But yeah, just thank you. And thank you for all those just asking us, when are you mm-hmm. coming back? I was up taking the kids at school to school, to college, and I went to go get my coffee at the hotel and I'm literally putting my coffee in like the little filler up thing. Like it was like a latte thing. And a gr- woman comes up to me, when is the podcast coming back? Please don't <laughs> tell me. I hadn't even had like any coffee yet. No makeup on. I'm like, how did you like, well, hold on. Yeah, we're coming back. It's just, we just need a little break. And so, but I mean, her exuberance was precious. Like, I mean, it meant a lot to me actually, but mm-hmm. so yeah, we're here and we want to tell you, yeah, like sister said, just give you some highlights from what the Lord has been doing in this mm-hmm. time, in this time of pause. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I would love to hear from you first, Michelle, because I know that you're going to try to throw it on another person. So I'm just going to beat you to the punch. So why don't you go first, my friend? That's what we learned when we've been gone. <laughs> Heather learned that she needs to ask me first. Like, so there you go. So, um, well, do you want to start with a quote from JP too? Would that be okay? Yeah, sure. sure. Good. Yes. Because um, Michelle, you found a really good quote about these very things. And, and, you know, we, we've all been pondering a lot of just a lot of things. And so John Paul II, St. John Paul II spoke about the mysteries of the rosary and pondering. And that's why we're talking about these things, not as just reflection questions, which they they are, and you'll see them in the show notes and you can add these to your prayer group or for your own personal reflection. But the, the, we're, not, we're uniting our hearts to Jesus and Mary. And there's something about the mysteries of not like a puzzle to be solved or fixed, but something that's, that's, that's beyond us that draws us into eternity. And so I just want to read a quote from John Paul II about pondering and the rosary. And he says this, He says, Mary lived with her eyes fixed on Christ, treasuring his every word. She kept all these things and pondered them in her heart, Luke tells us. The memories of Jesus impressed upon her heart were always with her, leading her to reflect on the various moments of her life at her son's side. In a way, those memories were to be the rosary, which she recited uninterruptedly throughout her earthly life. Oh, and I just love that. So when we talk about these things and are, you know, these stories are very sacred. And so we're just going to honor them and receive them with, um, yeah, with the way Mary receives Jesus and just the way we're receiving the Lord's tender care for us in Providence. So without further ado, Michelle, can we ask you first? So we're going to ask you, Michelle, about a joyful mystery. So a, a delight, an area of gratitude where you have felt the tangible presence of the Lord. And I'm sure there's been many this last seven months, but a delight, an area of gratitude where you have felt the tangible presence of the Lord? I think for me, the break in the podcast and then the break in my travel schedule, like I have pulled back from a lot of things just to really be at home and to go back to school, learning a lot and just being 
still, but in a different way. And life is still very full, even at home, just state of life and all that. But I think one of the ways that I was thinking about this with the questions is the joyful is I've learned how to seek wonder out again in our everyday lives, in our ordinary lives. And after I took my second son to college this fall, which was really hard, and I wasn't anticipating it to be that hard, because I was like, I just did this the year before. Come on, I should be a pro at this. And then I came home, and the house was really empty. Mm. And like the whole dynamics of our family had changed. And I, I grieved it for weeks after I came home for that. And so I was like, all right, we need to create some new traditions with the three kids that are still at home. So one of the things we did is we started Wonder Wednesdays. And we would go out during the school week, which is, you know, really full. That's the only day that we don't have sports practices is we would go out to the beach for a picnic dinner and watch the sunset. And I just can't tell you like how good Mm -hmm. that has been for my Mm -hmm. soul and to watch my kids embrace it and to just, but that my, me realizing that I need wonder and awe in my life to feel fully alive, but that there's something about seeing that sunset on the ocean where I just feel God's delight in ways Mm -hmm that are just so tangible and so present. And that like, it really reminds me like, oh my goodness, I am created for wonder and awe. And there's a huge void when I don't have it or when I don't seek it out or pay attention to it more like it, like when I'm not observant or pay attention to the everyday wonder in our life. Yeah. So that's probably one of my biggest joyful things this season. Yeah. Wonder Wednesdays. Woo! Wonder Wednesdays. Everybody's doing that now. They're like, yeah, note to self, Wonder Wednesdays, putting that in my calendar now. Ah, Wednesdays. That's great. Yeah, there you go. Sister, what about you? Oh, I think the last seven months, I've just been um, on the road a tremendous amount. And just seeing the Lord work so deeply in the lives of people has been so joyful. It's been glorious. It's been luminous. It's been, it's just all the things. And we had our second healing retreat for bishops in the in the summertime. We've had our very first ever healing retreat for major superiors of women religious community through the CMSWR, through Kim Glass, mm, Father John Burns, so and myself. Beautiful. And it was under the umbrella of the John Paul II Healing Center. And it was stunning to see these beautiful, courageous religious superiors and their vicaresses come and receive healing. And we're going to do that a couple times a year now. And it just, I can't, it just, it, it just moved me so deeply on so many levels mm. and yeah, just spending time with people, hearing stories, and just traveling across the nation, seeing what the Holy Spirit is doing. And I, I, I it's and like you, you Michelle, there's a there's such a wonder a wonder to that of, wow, Lord, like who am I to be able to walk with these people and hear stories and see what God is doing? And it's so lovely to see people's humility, and to see their hunger, and mm. just to see their crying out for the Lord. I, oh gosh, it's been. It's been so joyful and just such an honor just to, yeah, walk with people and hear their stories and just see the Lord work. So for me, it's, it's so many different ones, but I, that's like the summation of it, of just seeing God work in people's mm-hmm. lives. Mm. Just love that. Yeah. That's awesome. What about you, my dear Heather? It's hard to narrow it down, isn't it? I was <laughs> thinking about that this morning. I was like, one thing? I don't know. That's so hard. I think, yeah, one of the joys of this last season for me. I've been traveling more than normal. I I normally don't travel a lot, but now that our kids are getting older and there's just like, we're just in a different season, I'm able to say yes to some other things. And, And so, yeah, just like preaching and teaching and being with people and praying with people and hearing the stories and similar to you, sister, like that has been so... I don't I don't know how to express it. It it's so sacred and so personal mm. and so like it's it's 
part of like the calling that God has on my life mixed with people allowing me to come so close mm-hmm. into their story, mm-hmm. which is such a privilege. Like I, it's, it's hard to describe that feeling mm-hmm. of like people open the door into some of the wreckage in their life or just these tender places and to be able to sit with them and invite Jesus in there is joyful. All of those things mixed up, it sort of like doesn't quite do it justice. Mm-hmm. It just feels like a taste of heaven in some way, like that you're that you're allowed to sit in the presence of God with other people mm-hmm. in these really sacred places. So there's been just a lot of fruit and a lot of joy found there and coupled with just my own relationship with Jesus through all of the other mysteries that that are happening. And I'll just touch on this in the joyful part because... I've just grown in so much intimacy with him mm. that that has been a source mm-hmm. of really like a, a deep, deep joy, but also um, I feel like I'm falling in love with him all over again oh, I and that. I just can't get over it. <laughs> I can't, I can't get over him. I can't get over mm. his goodness. I can't get over how present he's been mm. in the midst of some really hard things. So yeah, I can... There's a joy even in the midst of the hard things because he's been so incredibly present. And I know that this is a time, it's strange because it's all mixed mixed up in one soup of like, I feel like there's some desolation places, but there's so much consolation. That's why seeing you mm-hmm. in the airport that day was even a part of what God was already doing mm-hmm. with me personally. Mm-hmm. He's been so close to me over these last several months. I can't get over it. I'm just in so much gratitude and I cry a lot now just because I feel so loved by him, so cared for, so seen. I don't know. It's different than before. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've been walking with God since I was like 14 years old, you know, so there's been a lot of ups and downs, but this is just a different place than I've ever been before. Mm. So that's, yeah, the place of joy. You can see it on your face. Our viewers can't see you, Heather, but you can see it on your face. Like the transformation that you've undergone last seven months especially is, it's it's written all over your face. It's beautiful. Yeah. It is. It's beautiful. Heather and I were somewhere together a couple months ago and I was telling her a story and I was getting choked up and I looked over and Heather has tears. I'm like, Heather, you're crying. She goes, yeah, I cry now, like even in public. So, I was like, are you so proud of me? This is new Heather. I cried out. So, yeah. I should cry in public. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. So who knew? Oh, but that's great. Beautiful. What's the next mystery, sister? It's sorrowful. So what is a sorrowful mystery you've encountered the, ne- the last seven months and which we're going to define as a hurt or an obstacle? So what is a hurt or an obstacle that you're just feel called to share as vulnerable as you want to be um, for all of us, you know, that you'd want to share with everybody? Yeah. So when we first decided to take the break, I was like, you, I was like, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever you guys want to do, like, this feels good. Yeah. Take a break. And what we're, you know, there was a lot of reasons for that. Like we had people moving on from our staff. We didn't have all of these people like support staff and as well as just personally, there was a lot of things going on and busyness, blah, 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 all the stuff. And we just felt like, yeah, it's not clear what the Lord wants next. So let's take a pause. I didn't know what was coming. Like, I didn't know what the space was for. I was sort of like, what am I going to do with that extra space? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, yep, one thing led to another. And I found myself in counseling again, doing a deep dive mm. into some things. And I didn't really know what was about to happen. 
I just knew it was time, and I hoped that the new counselor I was seeing was going to be really good. And by the second time I met with her, I was like, holy smokes, like she is, this is the one. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go to places that I think I've never, ever been before. Not because I was avoiding them, but because I just, I wasn't equipped to do it. And the counselors that I was seeing before, it just wasn't the right fit to go that deep. And so I feel like that's been the deep dive that's been occurring in my life in the last six months in particular. Yeah, I can honestly say it is probably one of the most painful times that I've been experiencing. And it's very dark. That's what I feel like under the, I'm, it's like I'm going under the surface and there's this, you know, if we use the iceberg analogy, it's like, yep, there was stuff on top that I could see and that I could understand. And I just didn't know how big and how deep it went underneath. And um, it's very painful, to be honest. You both know that. Painful to have to look at it. Painful to have to be really honest about these places in my heart where there's been ruptures that have occurred and where there's pain and also the sorrow of not knowing a way through, you know, like I, ultimately I know Jesus is the way and and that's why I'm doing this to begin with. It would have been much easier to just stay on the surface and not, not go here, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. there's just something in my heart that's like the Lord put there a long time ago. <laughs> oh, this will make me cry. I can't settle. Like, I just can't. Like, that's JP2 for me. Like, his words of like, don't allow yourself to be ground down by mediocrity. There's just something that the Lord switched in my heart many, many years ago that just won't allow me to settle Mm. for something when I know there could be more, or I know that Jesus is asking more. So, yeah, I just swung open the door, like, really wide this time. Mm. And, And I think... You know, Michelle, you talk about layers a lot. It's like, it's like an onion. <laughs> it's like a sh- from Shrek, you know, it's layers, donkey, layers, donkey, layers. Donkey. and it is. And I feel like I wasn't ready yeah. to go here before. I, mm-hmm. I feel like the healing journey is like you get equipped as you go. Mm-hmm. You get stronger as you go, but also your trust with the Lord builds as you go. Mm-hmm. And so you become more ready to encounter certain places that are even scarier because he's there. And so... I'll just finish with this last little reflection because I don't want to take our entire time up here. But I saw Matt Marr. He came up to do a concert and we're friends. And so we were backstage and we were talking and we were just like really sharing like what was going on. And I, I was saying, I feel like I'm just staring into the abyss and it's really dark, but Christ is so close to me, but mm-hmm. I just can't, I can't see. And he said, Heather, have you heard about this um, sculptor? And he made this statue and it's called Christ of the Abyss mm-hmm. and it's off the coast of Italy. And he said this sculptor like sculpted this bronze statue of Christ that's eight feet tall and his head and his hands are like raised up in the air and he's looking up and he plunged it 50 feet down into the ocean. And he said, so it's like, even if you go down, Christ is deeper still. Mm. This is Christ of the abyss. And Mm. there's this plaque down there of like Psalm 139 that says, even if I go to Mm. the depths you were there. Mm -hmm. And that, as he's talking, tears are streaming down my face. And I just thought like, oh Lord, like I'm I'm probably going to tell this story like a thousand times because this is what I feel like is occurring. Like I'm going down into the depths and, and Christ is there like with his arms wide open, like extending like peace and presence and in grace. So, so yeah, even in the midst of the sorrow, he's still so good. Amen, friend. Amen.
How about you, Michelle? For me, sorrow is, yeah, I won't get through with it without crying. The time that we're recording this podcast, yeah, I think we're maybe two and a half weeks. My dad passed away unexpectedly. So, and just, he literally went, he had a heart attack about a year ago. I think I actually mentioned that on the podcast and there had been reconciliation, our relationship at that time when he had a heart attack and, you know, he made it through and he had gone home and he was doing physical rehab and therapy. And then two and a half weeks ago, he went down for more, like a morning nap. He wasn't feeling well and he just did not wake up from his nap. You know, he did not wake up. And so... My uncle found him and all of that. And it was just very jarring. It was very unexpectedly. And um, there's so many layers to the story. Like the Lord was so present and so faithful. St. Joseph was so present to me in this whole process. And I was the one that had to, I did most of the details for the funeral. And I have a lot of siblings and everyone came in. And there was just a lot going on, a lot of family dynamics, everything. I was the one that my dad asked to do the eulogy because I'm really probably the only, I am the only one consistently practicing her faith out of all of her siblings. I mean, Catholic faith. Let me rephrase that. And so it's just, so there was just a lot, but I think one of the biggest things is one of the blessings was that I was able, when he died, a lot of healing that I have gone through, it's been a lot, majority of it's been some memories through him. But after he died, I remember it was like a flood of memories of all the good. And it's almost like I had blocked the good out. I'm like, oh my goodness, there was a good amount of good. Like, and I, and I was able to experience that and it was really, really beautiful, but I wasn't expecting the depth of grief that happened when he passed away. And it's like, it's almost, it broke open something in me that could not have broken open unless he passed away. And I realized how I had armored up previously to protect myself from my dad, fair or not fair, because he was emotionally unavailable because he was not capable, not a judgment, just the fact. I realized that's where my self-reliance and hypervigilance came out of. Mm -hmm. So I put a wall there because if he was going to be emotionally unavailable, I was going to be emotionally available. So he was already that way. And then I realized after he died, like, oh my gosh, he physically abandoned me. Mm. You know, that's what I felt. Mm. And this time the Lord's like, and you will not armor up. You will allow to stay open. And it's just been like a vulnerability and a healing that is a wound that had to be completely open. And I don't think it could have been open until the passing of his death for the Lord to really come in. We were already reconciled, but I don't think the Lord could really redeem and restore that relationship this side of heaven. I know that sounds kind of funny, but I feel like my dad just was not going to be capable of the tools to do that. But in this season, he has been, but it has been, the only word I have is for is raw. There's just a rawness and a vulnerability to me that I've never experienced. But there's a freedom in that because there's just like no pretense mm-hmm. whatsoever. <laughs> like this is it. <laughs> you know, like I can cry, I can, but it's beautiful too. And I think the last thing on that is it has given me great appreciation for the image of Mary when uh, they said a sword will mm-hmm. pierce your heart. And even though there's great pain, the sword will pierce your heart. Her, at every picture we see of that, her heart is still open. So even though in the midst of great pain, there is still great openness and receptivity and not closing my heart, keeping it opening. And like I said, not armoring mm. up, but allowing the process. So yeah. Mm. Sister, what about you? 
Oh, Michelle. As I'm like snotty. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> thank, well, thank you for sharing that with us. And I, yeah, like how do you, yeah, I just feel like being like Job's friend, like just to be quiet, just sit with you there. And like, what mm-hmm. do you say, you know, like, what do you say other than just to offer care and compassion, you know, just to be with. And that's not, those are hard things. It's that hard. It's hard things. Like when our world stops and everybody else's world keeps going on, it's like, what are you supposed to do? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was so weird. Like I was thinking about different people that have lost. I'm sure that we have listeners here. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I just lost my dad. I have to go get milk at the grocery yeah. store. Like, <laughs> like I have to go get milk. Like, and I'm walking in the grocery store thinking, does everyone else know that mm. life as I know it just stopped? You know, mm-hmm. but when people's worlds just keep on going on and many of us have lived those stories and are living those stories now, you know, um, it's the hardest, it's the hardest thing. Like, is. I mean, it's really weird mm-hmm. as a human being mm-hmm. that we can f- feel like our insides are completely like undone. And then you have to, walk somewhere make dinner like you said like go grocery shopping or something and somehow we hold all of these things that's crazy Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but he is faithful yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, well i guess just in light of what you both have shared which are such beautiful things i guess when i prayed about a sorrowful mystery um and of course there's always like disappointments and things that you wish would happen and they don't happen the way you think and i I think from mine i just want to say like Mine feels trivial. And so I just like offer this to people who have like little things that just keep hurting. And it's not the Mm -hmm. big thing, but it's like, and then you're like, why does this keep hurting? It's just little. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just surprised at just even as I share that. But um, yeah, like four months ago, I had, it's, it's gonna, it just seems to have been silly to even share this, but like four months ago, I had this weird sprained ankle and I don't, I don't, I didn't fall down. I was just doing like kind of a, some strenuous exercise without shoes on. And I woke up in the, it was like four months ago, I woke up in the morning and my ankle was swollen and it was just interesting. It didn't pop. It didn't, I didn't hurt anything. Like I, everything was fine. And my ankle was really swollen. It hurt a lot. And I have had a, I don't know what it is, but a really, I don't know. Like I need to go to the doctor. That's what needs to happen. But my ankle has been wounded for four months now. And at first I couldn't even put weight on it. It wasn't enough to have crutches, but I couldn't stand on it. It was swollen. It was hot. It was, and I knew something wasn't right in it. And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't go for walks. I couldn't, and then it's healed gradually over time, but it's, it's still enough to where it, it impedes what I, you know, it would, it impedes what brings me joy. And one of the things that brings me great joy is being outside and going for walks. And so I always have to monitor and like, I have an ankle brace on right now and things like that. But I, and I don't usually suffer physically. Like that's not just, I usually suffer emotionally or spiritually. And, and, um, and I've been praying a lot about this of like, Lord, what are you, like, what are you saying? Like, what are you? Yeah. Cause it's just enough to keep hurting. You know, it's just enough to where you can't forget it. It's just enough to where every night I see it, it's swollen and mm. yeah, it's, it's gradually healing. But I've been praying about that of like, Lord, what are the things in my life that I've dismissed that are like, this is not a big deal. Like wh- how come I can't like get over this or how come I, and what are the things mm. that need extra support, like that need just need extra support so they can rest in order to heal to the roots that are not major catastrophes, but they're the little things that just have the power to keep us from being fully alive. And so it's a mystery. It's, it's such a, and it, that's the thing. It's like, this is such a mystery. Nothing happened. Like I didn't get in a car accident. I didn't fall down. I didn't, but yet here it is and I can't deny it. So I guess for me, it's just been a, 
yeah, I don't know what else to do other than just, you know, keep like tending to it and just be mindful of it. And, you know, like just make sure the muscles aren't tight around it, but, mm. and I can't make it go faster. Like I can't, I cannot make it heal. And so I think for me, that's been a very mysterious thing that I've been praying about a lot and, and just one that is painful every day. And I, I know people who live with chronic mm. pain at a cat catastrophic level. And I, I could just only imagine just even physically, like we talk a lot about emotional pain on this episode or on these podcasts, but it's like, I know people who catastrophically suffer physically every day. And I think God bless them. What a, what a suffering that would be. That's largely misunderstood by most people around them. And just, yeah. So anyway, I just, it sounds silly, but I, I just wanted to offer that, you know, so, hmm. yeah. I don't think it sounds silly at all. And especially because, yeah, I know how active you are and how life-giving walking is for you like that's like you're you don't have a lot of control over a lot of things in your life because you're traveling and you can't bring stuff with you and all that stuff but you can always walk like you can always mm -hmm. <laughs> even in the dead heat of mm -hmm. um, summer in Texas like you get up earlier you know mm -hmm. like that that's something that's really like a a life line for you mm -hmm. and so to have mm -hmm. that impact that that's no small thing and I saw pictures of your ankle it's no small yeah. thing and so like it was really mm -hmm. swollen yeah so thank you for sharing that Yes, dear friends. So our next mystery is a luminous mystery. So a mystery of light. We're just going really deep here. I love it. Uh, so something that the Lord brought to light, an area of pruning, a longing, and an ache. So a mystery of light, something the Lord brought to the light, an area of pruning, a longing, and an ache. Michelle, do you want to gently go there with us or what would you? Yeah, I think for me, the I think the beautiful things, even reflecting on this, the mysteries feed into one mm -hmm. another, don't they? Like they like overlap and they are intertwined with one another. And for me, just with the death of my father and just different things, November was a heck of a month. Like mm -hmm. all these things happened. I had had a couple things happen with my kids right before that, the week before that. I'm like, woo, you know, like Jesus, if this is how you treat your mm -hmm. friends, you know, no wonder you don't have so many, like, come on. And, but one of the beautiful things was, I think that he's brought to light is that, my humanity, like in my littleness is something to really have. We talked about this before on the podcast, but to have holy curiosity about and compassion and not to belittle or really just condemn myself or shame myself for my humanity and different parts. And it was interesting. Sister and I were up in Archdiocese of Philadelphia for mm -hmm. their women's, uh, they had a women's day of reflection. It was beautiful, but it was at the shrine of Our Lady Chestahova. And, and neither one of us had a devotion mm -hmm. to her at all before we went up there. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone from Poland right now. And we but <laughs> we love you. Now we do have a devotion to her. But if you do the research of her and if you've seen a picture of her, the Black Madonna, she has a scar on her face. And I was reading some of the stories about her, and many artists have tried to erase the scar on her face. And they'd wake up to the next morning where the scar would mm -hmm. come back divinely the scar would come back into the painting and the reason they said this was because they wanted to see the scar of the hum our humanity to be seen and not that there's beauty in our humanity and so the lord is just really highlighting that for me like there is beauty in your humanity these are the areas that i want to redeem and these are not things that you need to hide these are i mean i'm not going to showcase them and put them out on the front porch either but they you, are you might put them on a podcast <laughs> Just tell her. Yeah. Tell the whole world how millions of people. But other than that, no, we're not doing that. Other than that, but not <laughs> yeah, in great I did detail. Say that. Yeah. 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 I yeah, it's true. Sorry. Yeah. I know. No, but isn't that true? Like, even in what we're sharing, like, there's a lot of veiling going on because of just the yes. sacredness of those places, Kids. right? Yeah. yeah. Transparent, but mm -hmm. not detailed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, that just being said, just, yeah, my humanity and it's compassion and curious and the Lord when I'm when I take that approach I go to the root 
of it. And instead of like chomping at the leaves, as Dr. Bob always says, like cutting off the leaves, if I take that route, because there's something deeper and then I can go deeper with that position of my heart. Yeah. So what about you, sister luminous? I think for me, uh, a great luminous mystery was a private retreat, a silent retreat that I did here at our house, um, at our convent a couple of weeks ago. And it just happened that I was all by myself, which is just very providential. Like the way the Lord worked that I was all by myself. And like I said, I'd been on the road a long time and I, I just needed that. I needed, well, it just, we always have an annual retreat, but the fact that I didn't have to go anywhere, I could eat as much kale as I wanted, which I ate a lot of kale and I <laughs> did what I could. But the Lord just brought up the the Song of Songs. So I spent a week in the Song of Songs and also Psalm 139. But I, the Lord brought up some, and this is not a sorrowful mystery. That's the thing. I was like, this is a luminous mystery. The Lord brought up some deep memories that I have worked through in counseling and spiritual direction and deliverance prayer and things like that, but things I haven't thought of in a long time. And I knew they were of the Lord, like just the way that He brought them to the surface of my heart and and at first, I mean, there are some of the most shameful things that I've ever experienced in my life. And at first I was like, oh, is this a, is this a distraction from the enemy? But just the way that I could, the way that I could behold those memories in my heart. Mm. And for the first time in my life, not just, not just process them intellectually or like, okay, Jesus, where are you? But I could feel them in my body. And it was the first time in my life, it was like four dimensions. It's like the Lord opened up this huge, like I could see the memory. I, I could remember the age I was. I remember what I was wearing and I could breathe for the first time as a little girl, like I could breathe. And I, the Lord gave me words to finally say what I would have wanted to say if I could have spoken at that moment. It was frozen. And I could like, I can't even, I can't articulate. It's like I could sit with myself and that little girl I guess I saw Mary and Joseph show up and I, that little girl could finally speak. And something happened to me, like something profound happened to me that I can't even, something happened in the foundation of my soul. Like just this transformation. And I, I'm so great. Like, I'm so grateful. Like I just, whew, I couldn't have conjured it up. I didn't, it just was so far beyond me that it was a new way of experiencing some of the most painful places of my life that the Lord brought deep light to and deep illumination and deep peace. And I, I'm just, I'm still in awe about it. And I'm just profoundly thankful. Like I'm just absolutely profoundly thankful for it. So that's what I would say are like my, that's my luminous mystery. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Mm -hmm. That's deep. It's so deep. Yeah. When you were sharing with me after your retreat, and I just said to you, it's just just so true. Like, it's so beautiful to see how much you trust Jesus. Like, just that how much that's grown over the years. Like, there's just so much fruit that mm -hmm. I'm seeing for both of you of like how deeply you've journeyed with Christ into other areas so that these ones that you're in now are going so deep, so, so deep. It's just beautiful to see that like growth and progression. Thank you. Yeah, thank you both. What about for you, Miss Heather? Um, yeah, I think for me, one of the areas, again, like I agree with you, Michelle, they're all sort of tied together. So as I'm journeying into all these deeper places in my own heart, I think something the Lord is illuminating for me is parts of myself that I had just set aside for a long time, like younger parts that are fun and that are important, things that are so important to me about who I am that I, I didn't realize that I had just sort of like pushed them aside for a while because 
I didn't feel like there was a place for those parts of me or, you know, whatever. And so I think the Lord is just illuminating that he wants to restore, you know, some some very young places like within me that are deeply who I am. So I feel like I'm it's the process of becoming who I really am. And it's not that I was being false. I I didn't even know it was happening. It's so funny to think like you can you can feel like you're pretty self-aware that all of a sudden when the Lord shines his light on something, you're like, well, okay, that's different. Like, and yeah, I did have some mm-hmm. perspective, but I, how could I not see this? You know, and it's like, well, you weren't ready to see that yet. Now mm-hmm. is the time. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just a different turn on like for such a time as this, like mm-hmm. this is, mm-hmm. there's a reason yep. for this now. And so I'm I'm curious about what the Lord wants to do with that. But there's something really deep in me that's being restored parts of myself. Mm. Yeah. That have been under the surface for too long, I think. Mm-hmm. So. That's all. Awesome. Like, like we said, it's easy to see on your face, girl. You look like twenty years younger. I'm not kidding. It's just like there's a youthfulness, like that little girl inside is coming to life, and it's just mm-hmm. I noticed that when I saw you that day. It was, and I see it now. It's like something's happened mm-hmm. to you. It's you can tell, you know. Yeah, and I think part of it is you know, like you. Yeah, you you don't know where to put certain parts of yourself from your story, like mm-hmm. before Christ or, you know, all of those things. But then also mm-hmm. simultaneously, I, I think I've realized I'm just someone who will just keep giving and giving and giving to other people and not, and that's a good thing. But but realizing now in the process of that, I lost some of myself that I shouldn't have, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. I let some things disappear that I, that I shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. so it's a time of healing in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm. Amen, friend. Beautiful Amen. Friend. Mm-hmm. All right, dear friends. Uh, our last mystery that we're going to talk about today is, is a glorious mystery. So something you see the Lord redeeming and restoring, and it can still be in the process. So a glorious mystery, something you see the Lord redeeming and restoring, and it can still be in process. So Michelle, do you want to offer one of your glorious mysteries? Yeah, and it is still in process, <laughs> so much in process. Mm. And so, but yeah, I think one of the big things, I think, sister, you were touching on on your private retreat. I think the Lord has really, in this whole work that each of us has done individually, but one of the big things is integration, like integrating myself, you know, body, mind, spirits, emotions, spirituality, all the above, but it's really been body parts, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like really how somatically taking a class right now on, you know, healing somatically in your body, you know, and if anyone is wants to know more about this, the body keeps score is a really good book. You know, how we hold trauma in our body, all that kind of stuff. It's not a Christian book, but Mm -hmm. or Catholic, but Mm -hmm. it is really good. Just explaining the science behind everything. So I've been going to a restorative Pilates class and these women are lovely. And anyway, but they are just really nurturers and healers, but they are really helping me heal and listen to my body in different ways. And I think like the Lord has started on this journey, like with reform, we had Jackie Mulligan on the podcast talking about that, that like was like an unwrap to it. But the Lord has shown me like there has to be deep emotional healing in my body too, and really listening and being attuned to it. And it's just so beautiful to have other women teach me mm-hmm. that because I think it's a skill that has to be learned. It doesn't come natural to majority of us. And I can't tell you, like still, I've been doing it for two and a half months still, and I make appointments or whatever. Almost every single time I go, like before I go, I'm like, oh, I need to do this instead. I want to cancel mm-hmm. this appointment. I wanted. To, I was like, what is that in me that just will not... I will put myself last, Heather, like what you were saying. I will, this, mm-hmm. this thing needs to be done. This, you know, I was like, all right. 
I mean, so I feel like the Lord is really showing me how to love myself well in a healthy way. And it just doesn't come natural, mm-hmm. but it is glorious because he's redeeming it. Mm-hmm. So it is beautiful in all of its forms. That's wonderful. <laughs> Heather, what about you? <laughs> I love you so much. Um, <laughs> yeah, so something the Lord is redeeming and restoring. So my dad in the summer uh, had a couple of strokes back to back. And I just want to say thank you to all the listeners that were praying for him. I got so many messages mm-hmm. and it was just like really such an incredible support during that time. And my dad is like a, you know, like was really successful in his life and quite capable and all of these things. So to just see the the impact of that on him and his cognitive abilities and, you know, stuff like that. So he's really, you know, his memory is about 20% now. Like there was a lot that mm-hmm. was lost in that time, but I, I, that's not the part I want to focus on. So the glorious part is that he also has lost like his um, guard being up. Mm. So I think he was like pretty tough. Like he's come from Scotland. He's a scrappy oh. Scottish guy who was a police officer and had to put on a good face. And he experienced, you know, a lot of hardship in his life and had a really difficult family growing up and all of those things. And just like so many years of, of suffering in different ways and loss. And so I think he had this hard exterior where he would just like suppress a lot of his emotions and he can't do that anymore. He's kind of past that point. And so I came back from a trip and I was, he loves a good story. So I was sitting there telling him all the stories and he was literally on the edge of his seat. And like one minute he was like laughing. And then the next minute he was, tears were streaming down his face. And, and it was just so, I've never seen my dad like this before. Mm. You know, he was just so vulnerable, but in a really beautiful way. And so as much as there's you know, been loss and it's, it's hard in many ways and he needs someone around 24 seven, you know, all those things. Like, I'm really hopeful that this is a time of healing for him. Mm. And in turn, it's a time of healing for all of us in our relationship with him because he's, he is really at peace right now. And there's no arguments, there's no guardedness, there's no, there's just none, none of that in the way anymore. It's just this really soft hearted, dad. And there's, I mean, his communication is quite low, his ability to communicate, Mm. but what you see in the eyes and when he hugs us, when we walk in, Mm. like, it's really, really special. It's really, really beautiful. So Mm. that's what I'm, I'm, I can just see God is about a restoration work in his heart and I'm so grateful for it. I'm like, if this is what it takes, Lord, then let your will be done, you know? Mm. Oh gosh, Heather, thank you for sharing that. That is a mystery. The word that comes to my mind is mystery. Like you said, what a mystery. If that's what if that's what it takes for the Lord to go to those places in your dad's heart for all of you, then how mysterious and beautiful, mm-hmm. how glorious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I think for me, um, something the Lord is redeeming and restoring is in the interior life, there's some desires that the Lord just began to birth in my heart 10 years ago. And I've just been noticing them. It's like a a little seed that was given like 10 years ago. And I've just been just noticing it. And, it, you know, it wasn't like, it's like a mustard seed. It really wasn't big. It was very small. And I've just been noticing just how some of those desires have been growing. And and there, it's like, I would check on the plant every now and then just to see what it was like and kind of like where it was uh-huh. growing. And it would see get a little bigger. And then I would forget about it for a while. And then it would come back, you know, come back, come back to my, you know, interior life, my interior attentiveness and, and yeah, so I think the plant is growing more and more, and I'm just, 
Yeah, I'm just, I, I, it's a mysterious plant. I mean, and I mean that in all sincerity. I don't know really what, it's something there, but I don't know, like, I don't know what's going to happen or I don't know what the Lord is meaning for it for. So I've just been asking the Lord recently, like, Lord, what is this? You know, what is this? I don't know what it is. And I, I'm just, it's like, like all of us have been talking today about timing and just about pondering, like, you know, keeping all these things and pondering them in our heart. And so I, I just, wanting to know, but, or wanting to take action, but then also knowing it's not time. It's just like the waiting, you know, like the waiting and then kind of seeing what's overflowing. And there are many times I'm like, Lord, either bring this to fruition or take it away. Cause it's just painful. You know, it's just like, Oh, mm-hmm. so, but I just, the Lord is asking me just to wait and just to see how he wants to provide. Like he wants to work this for my good. So I, I don't know. Like, I think for me, it's like sitting with those places and on a natural level, wanting answers or wanting to see how the story is going to unfold or like what this quote unquote plant's about, but also just mm. like you were saying, Michelle, sitting in wonder and, and you were saying, Heather, like, just, if this is what the Lord needs to do, like in these deep places of just mysteries that I don't know the answer to, but just to sit, like to sit beside and wait to see and ask the Lord to cultivate on my end, whatever he's asking me to do. Yeah. So just kind of interesting to notice of like, all right, Lord, what are you, what are you doing? And I don't want to pull up the plant or I don't want to try to make it bear fruit before it's time. Like, you know, the song of songs says, do not stir up love before it's time, but just to let it grow in its own accord and then cultivating it the way that it can. So yeah, I think maybe all of us have places like that where we've been praying about something or noticing something in our hearts for a long time. And it's like, Lord, when are you going to do something about this? Or when you, when is it going to bear what I want to see on it? And, and being okay with the unknown, like being okay with the mystery. So I don't know, just noticing that as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's beautiful. That's good. Thank you. So good. Mm-hmm. Well, friends. Well, yeah, people. we dove into this like probably one of our longest <laughs> episodes we've ever recorded, but <laughs> but it's like the bonus plus the bonus. You're welcome. We gave it to you, you, because we miss you. <laughs> you're still yes. with us even now. Uh-huh. Then you know you're most welcome. So. <laughs> Yeah. I know many people yeah. part with through are like, seriously, guys. Yeah, really, it's the first episode. <laughs> like, talking. geez, like at least uh-huh. offer us some hors d'oeuvres or something before you do that. I mean, my no, gosh, seriously. go right to the main entree. They're like, we laughed, we cried. <laughs> Welcome back to season 12. All in the day's work. Here we are. Yeah. All in the day's work. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we couldn't uh, let the first episode go, ladies, without our continual tradition. If this is the first time you're listening to us, we always, at the end of every, every episode, choose a one thing for the week, and it could be a recipe, it could be a fun experience, it could be a book, it could be a playlist. Heather Kim is very famous for her playlist or her music. So without further ado, my dear, wonderful friends, Heather Kim, would you like to share with our listeners your one thing for this week? Yes, my one thing this new year is Father Mike Schmidt's Catechism in a Year Dang, podcast yeah. that he's doing. Yes, I'm so excited about this. Um, I saw the trailer in December and was just like, what? I mean, I had heard about it, but when I actually saw it and it was like a recording of him, uh, like a little video of him, like reading just the opening part of the catechism. And I was like, yes, this Mm -hmm. is going to be so good because I think so many of us don't dive into the catechism and there's so much beauty in there. It's just like, it's a book, contains all the teachings of the church. And when Michelle and I were going to school, we had this class where we had to like do a test on the catechism. Do you remember this? It was like horrifying for all of us because it was really like, I think 35 multiple choice questions. And they were all right, you know, but it was like you had to know the language mm-hmm. of the catechism. Mm-hmm. So it would be like truthful statements, but it wasn't the the actual language of the catechism. And if you got more than two wrong, you failed the entire program. 
Dang, girl. This was no joke. Oh. Like, it was no joke. So we all, like, dove in and started to experience the beauty that is contained in the catechism. Anyway, so super excited about this. I hope everybody at least checks it out. And I'm really excited for all of our non-Catholic friends who want to know what the church really believes. I hope this is actually a real blessing to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michelle? That's wonderful. Awesome. Yeah. What's your one thing? <laughs> My one thing is two one things, as usual, keeping with tradition. I know you missed it. One is actually a book, and Sister is part of the book, too, but Rachel Bowman sent it to me. Word on Fire um, produced the book, but it is With All Her Mind, yes. A Calls of the Intellectual Life, and it is varied authors, women authors, and they're different um, concepts of the intellectual life and what the Lord has done with that within their faith. And I just loved it. I loved it because every woman is different. I loved Mm -hmm. all the different nuances. I love their stories. I love everything where you have a variety of different women and just their experience with the church, their experience with the intellectual life. It was just a beautiful array of people. Sister has a chapter in there also. And I just highly, highly recommend it. I'll put the links. And then the other thing is I have to give a shout out to a artist. Her name is Elizabeth Wade Studio. She's not a Catholic artist, but she does beautiful artwork and uh, watercolors of different stories. And everyone that is around me got one of her things. She does of different books. Like I have a tea towel of Pride and Prejudice oh, that she does. She has Little Women. She has Chronicles of Narnia. Cute. She has Lord of the Rings. And she does these beautiful maps. So either there are pictures or tea towels or whatever. Tons of people got the tea towels for Christmas as their Christmas gifts. But I just love her creativity and her beauty. And she brings things that I love together, art and story. And she does it so beautifully. So Elizabeth Wade Studio. Mm. Sister, what is your one thing? Well, I just have one thing, and it's a ministry that we met at the Women's Conference when we were in Philadelphia, and the ministry is called Hope's Garden. And it's just a uh, just a beautiful, beautiful ministry of, and I'll read their mission statement to you. Um, it's a ministry that's devoted to Christ the Bridegroom, and their mission statement is this: Hope's Garden is the sanctuary in which the spousal love of Christ the Bridegroom heals hearts, marriages, and families. And they have so many resources about the Song of Songs. They have resources about liturgy, the hours with Christ the Bridegroom, or the consecration to Christ the Bridegroom, and that was something that I, I spent time with on my personal retreat. But I, they also have support groups for spouses who have experienced emotional betrayal, like if their spouse is addicted to pornography or things like that, where places they can go to also just receive help and healing. And mm. it's just such a wonderful ministry of, of the truth of who Jesus says he is, that he's the bridegroom. And so we just wanted to offer that to you. Mm. They have so many, yeah, just so many resources. So check out their website, Hope's Garden. Beautiful resources. Yeah, hopesgarden.com. Yes. And I think you'll be deeply blessed by that. So well, welcome back, ladies, and thank you so much, listeners, for sticking with us and joining us on another adventure. We have a lot of amazing things for you this season. I think you're going to love them, and we are just so grateful and, and just such joy of being on the journey with you. So until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend and leave us a review? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one things, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful coffee mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints in our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of the content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group, 
and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through the Patreon website, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier for you. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive bonus content every month, such as recipes, music playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information at patreon.com slash abidingtogetherpodcast. Thank you so much and God bless you.